When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Mr. Apple, Your host, Andrew Donaldson. This is Heard Tell. Uh, welcome back to Heard Tell. Oh, she's back. Uh, our friend Cassandra Shant. She's from our Young Voices contributor stable of really sharp folks. Uh, she has a degree, master's public policy from the University of Chicago. Uh, just because that wasn't enough, she went over to Cambridge, got another degree. Really sharp person. We've had her on before. Welcome back, Cassandra. Good to see you again. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Uh, as per usual, when you're on, we're going to talk a little bit about some goings on overseas. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Russia and Ukraine, but there's some stuff going on just to the southeast of that that we need to pay attention to. A country that has been very important to American foreign policy for the last 25, 30 years, but we don't always talk about it because it's in the background. Pakistan made its way into the headlines this past week. Um, the the, the uh, removal of Imran Khan as the prime minister. Let's start big picture, though. Why is Pakistan such uh, of strategic interest and geopolitical importance to the United States and, more pressingly, India, China, Russia? They're surrounded by a lot of heavy hitters in what's going on in the world right now, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. They, uh, they definitely... Uh... They're very involved in, with a bunch of different countries. Um, I'd say first, China. China um, China is trying to extend an economic corridor from Pakistan to Afghanistan, kind of as part of like a BRI measure, uh, the Belt and Road Initiative. So that kind of directly counters American interests there. Pakistan did not vote to remove um, Russia from the UN Human Rights Council. So they've uh, this is before Khan left office. But um, definitely there, we kind of see that uh, they're still kind of favoring Russia. Pakistan does not like India. There was no bilateral relationship between uh, India and Pakistan during Khan's tenure. Um, and yeah, uh, Pakistan's current like friendliness with the U.S. China is their prime is their primary strategic partner. Um, the U.S. is there's definitely a lot of anti-American sentiment there within the ruling officials. They did not want the U.S. to put any sort of base or have any sort of CIA presence at all whatsoever in Pakistan. 
Um, and so, yeah, the, the current status quo is that the U.S. is a little anxious about um, what Pakistan is thinking, which way it's going to go. And I think with the uh, ousting of Khan, um, we could see a movement in either direction. Now, there's a couple other things at play here while we get nervous about Pakistan. They have nuclear weapons. They are perpetually in a shooting war with India over the Kashmir region. They have very complicated and longstanding ties to Russia, uh, going all the way back through the Soviet years. We know about their constant involvement and, frankly, uh, being a major player in our own role in Afghanistan over the last 20 years. You can go all the way back to uh, harboring bin Laden all the way through to the downfall of Afghanistan, where a lot of those guys went to Pakistan, then came back. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to sort through here. But in the near term, uh, does America even have a coherent policy towards Pakistan right now? Because it sure seems like it's been kind of slapdash. And then this kind of caught a lot of people off guard. Obviously, we're paying attention to other things, and America's a little bit isolationist in mood right now. Do we have a current, like if I just ask the normal uh, pol politico in America, what's our standing policy towards Pakistan? Does anybody have a coherent answer? Um, I don't think they'd have one actually, no. Um, I think right now we've, we've got this massive pivot towards Asia. So that's where a lot of our resources um, pre-Ukraine crisis were allocated. Now we have Ukraine and Russia. Now we're kind of focusing a little bit on Europe again. But as far as the whole uh, Pakistan-Afghanistan area, we've, we've largely moved out. I think our main concern with Pakistan kind of has to do um, also with its neighbor, India. Um, India is part of the Quad. Um, it's, it's a major strategic ally of ours. But right now, India is kind of being weird. Like, I mean, they're also kind of courting Russia at the same time. So I think of anything... Um, anyone who discusses Pakistan might be like, oh, what about India too? Um, I think there's a lot of like precarity right now in that area. But as we kind of previously discussed, like nothing happens in isolation. Pakistan is heavily involved with other countries that we're very, very uh, concerned about, namely China. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I don't think we really have a coherent strategy. I think it's more just like Pakistan is involved with so many different players that it's hard to kind of keep track. Talk about that quad for just a second, because that's a term talking to Cassandra Shan. That's a term that uh, our Australian friends have been talking about a lot. Our Southeast Asia friends, they're very apparent. That's not something that gets talked about in Western media, parent and especially American media, even in policy circles. They don't talk about it, but that's something our friends over on that side of the world, they talk about it constantly. It's an important topic to them. Just real quick, explain. I know you mentioned the countries. Explain the quad and why that's so important. Um, yeah, so the quad is our current defensive alliance in kind of like the the Pacific area, we have uh, Japan, we have Australia, we have uh, India and the US. It's kind of like our main fortress against anything that happens in, around Australia, around the South China Sea. That's kind of where all of our efforts are focused, through, through the Quad at least, that's what the Quad focuses on. We do a lot of military engagements with them, military exercises. The Quad was kind of one of the underlying reasons we had like the AUKUS agreement, which was kind of like this now, like a, the US and UK working together to get Australian, the Australians and nuclear submarines. But yeah, the Quad, at least I think uh, it definitely is a, is a major uh, alliance in that area. And it's, uh, I, I think it's more fragile right now than it has been as of late, at least with these new, um, new conflicts in Ukraine and India's like uh, continuous uh, kind of like, oh, what are we gonna do? India's kind of like, uh, lack of decisiveness as to whether they want to go on the American side or the Russian side, even though we have an agreement with them. So yeah, I think that's more of an American issue rather than anything else personally, but. 
We'll continue our conversation with Cassandra Shand, a Young Voices contributor. Her tale continues right after this. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And anytime you're talking Pakistan and foreign policy, they're they're attached to the hip with India because of the longstanding conflicts. Uh, you have a classic culture there. You have a clash of religion there. You have a lot of history, some really ugly recent history, even uh, not just Kashmir, just in general. The part of the problem with India is and, and I actually kind of feel sorry for them in this current conflict, their military system, a lot of their infrastructure stuff, that's all Russian made and Russian uh, technology, which means you have to have Russian replacement parts, both militarily and things like their power grid. All that comes from Russia, so they're not really in a position to just kick Russia to the curb. It would be devastating to them, but at the same time, morally and issues like this, some ways they want to be more diplomatically aligned towards America. And then to go to the other hand, the Mahdi government uh, has had some human rights issues of late. We give them a hard time on that. Russia does not, so that I don't know how you even keep up with what India is doing. When Pakistan looks at a, let's be generous here and call them a frenemy when they they're looking at india on their border they don't see stability they see russia which has been a long time frenemy to them as well as a good term to use they're Mm -hmm. tied up in ukraine and it's not looking good if i'm pakistan to be fair to them i'm looking at china and going you're you're about the only person in the room that i can halfway trust here right um, yeah, I definitely think that's a good way of looking at it. I think that same mentality applies for us, right, with respect to India. Um, I think that, I mean, there's ways to kind of show like some tac- tacit support for um, Russia without being so uh, so blatant about their intentions. Like, for instance, like right now, India has like a $2 billion export agreement with Russia after uh, everyone's like, kind of condemned Russia, all this stuff. That's a that's a major signal to the rest of the world that India is a partner or still intends to be a partner with Russia. Um, on our side, right, um, the what do they call it? The S four hundred missiles. Um, we sanctioned China. We sanctioned Turkey for um, for um, receiving imports of uh, this like kind of like rocket missile defense system um, from Russia, and we do the, do the same for India. India has them. We never condemn them whatsoever. We never, we used, we saw them as an ally. We're like, okay, okay, whatever. It's like, we'll ignore it this time. And now um, we're in a situation where uh, India is kind of playing both sides. It's, it's looking kind of scary for us, at least with like our existing security commitments. Yeah, there was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge about, eh, well, about two, three years ago, it became a big deal. The Trump administration did the right thing and kind of looked the other way and let them buy these systems from Russia because, again, 
their entire military is based off of the Russian system. We're slowly trying to get them onto ours, but that's not going to happen overnight. There's a lot of infrastructure there. We we did yeah. the we we did a bad thing that was the right thing there because it would have it would have been devastating to their defense. But coming back to Pakistan for a second, talking militarily, kind of the unique thing about Pakistan here, and Imran Khan found this out the hard way. They have elections. They have political parties. Um, obviously, it's a strong Islamic country in a lot of ways, but the military still runs that country. And Amon Khan found out the hard way. Uh, Shabazz Sharif's coming into power. We'll see what his relationship is with the military. But yeah. that's the dynamic that you have to talk about in dealing with Pakistani politics, which good, bad, or indifferent, since they got nukes and they got a lot of enemies. Mm-hmm. The military is what runs Pakistan. How does that change the calculus where, yeah, it's an elected official, but underneath it, if the military don't like you, that's who's really got the power in the country? There are some allegations that Khan got into office because he was kind of on the side of the military. And I think that I'm kind of inclined to think that's actually correct. I think that um, uh, the military is pretty active with suppressing any opposition from other parties. And then I don't know what happened, but I guess uh, the military changed its mind and you have these uh, strong opposition leaders, um, now Sharif. Um, and yeah, the military definitely is a major, major, major player in Pakistan. And it's uh, it's very it's very structured. Um, it's like, uh, at least like with from what my Pakistani friends explained to me, it's very much like uh, if, if you work in the military, you work hard in the military, that is a very honorable like pathway to success. It's a very rich hierarchy and it's very well respected in the military in, in Pakistan. So um, I think it's like if you change the military's control over Pakistan, you have to change kind of the cultural dynamics around the military as well. Um, and yeah, it's a, that's definitely a, a hard uh, goal to accomplish. Yeah. Talking to Cassandra Shan about goings on in Pakistan. Okay. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about Shabash Sharif. He's a, a steel magnet from a, a long dynastic family. He seems on the surface like there would be some stability here, at least for the moment. What do we make of Pakistan? Again, everybody's attention in the world dynamic is on Russia and Ukraine for obvious reasons. There, One of the problems I'm concerned about, and you do foreign policy, so you tell me, there's no version of this Russian conflict with Ukraine where Russia doesn't come out of it weaker and looking more vulnerable, there's a lot of flashpoints that Russian overlording, for lack of a better word, has kind of kept them tapped down. There's a lot of old grievances. Is there a concern that some of these things would start flashing up and in places like Pakistan, like Kashmir, there's a lack of influence? Uh, there could be a lot of world problems that come out of a lack of where Russia has been helping these countries like Pakistan, like India. That attentions elsewhere is there potential for more instability based out of that that's an interesting question i kind of think that i mean kind of believe that because of like the u.n human rights vote um kind of kicking off kicking off russia from the human rights council i think that the band of countries you saw grouping together um to kind of like not say anything against russia like not um um, you saw like south africa you saw Pakistan, um, India, you see all these countries that are, have heavily heavy like Russian influence um, in some aspect of their government. They're all kind of taking the sideline on this issue, and I think that I think that 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 concern is shared by many other countries, and it's unlikely, to, in my opinion, for these countries to kind of like yeah, let Russian influence fall too hard in their own in their own nation. So I I don't think much will change, and I think right now. Um, the length of the war is what plays in Russia's best favor. I think that, like, yeah, they might be economically shaken a little bit, but uh, they're still heavily, heavily involved in Africa and uh, Pakistan and elsewhere, yeah, so. 
Yeah, talking to Cassandra Shan. Uh, just to put a bow on this Pakistan thing real quick, uh, I was kind of joking about it, but I'm serious. Uh, I don't know that we have a coherent policy towards countries like Pakistan. I, I think the Biden administration has shown that they're more on optics than policy right now. But if we did have a coherent strategy towards a Pakistan, and again, th- these things are linked with India. We're going to talk to somebody else about India because you just you got to talk about one if you talk about the other as far as these things go. What should our policy be towards Pakistan? Is, is What would we do if we were trying to make things a little bit better and build some inroads in this very turbulent part of the world? Because we don't have a lot of cash right there. We, you know, we're still pretty embarrassed in that part of the world from the Afghanistan debacle. If we were going to try to do something good here, what would that look like? I do think that the average Pakistani citizen is concerned about um, kind of extremism in Pakistan. I think that uh, some sort of security commitments in that regard might be smart. Not, not American-led, more military-led initiatives. Um, that would accrue definitely a lot of more like domestic support for any involvement with the U.S. I think that's one of the main issues we find in Pakistan. It's that, like, I mean, that, that's what Khan's using right now. It's like, oh, like, we're so scared now that, like, uh, oh, Americans, um, the Americans are pulling the, string, the strings, like, you don't want to be an American slave. Um, we need to fight that narrative, and I think that's the first step to achieving our policy goals in that area. Um, we also, in, a, in, the, in the best case scenario, um, we, we'd kind of be strong against Pakistan's kind of support for China. Um, but at the same time, uh, and I'm happy you're going to have a, an Indian expert on next, on, on next but um, we kind of have to rectify at least a little bit um, like Pakistan's animosity towards India if we're going to work with India as well. So it's kind of like a, it's fighting, fighting that fire, um, which is very difficult because it's been a century, a decades long dispute. So. Yeah, not a lot of good answers, but a whole lot of questions we're going to have to pay attention <laughs> to going forward, which means we'll keep having folks like Cassandra Shan back to talk about it uh, until we have you back again. Let folks know where they can follow you, what you got going on and how to follow you on social media until we see you again on her tell. Yeah, sure. Uh, Twitter at Cassandra Shand. Nice, easy. That's S-H-A-N-D. I learned the hard way last time I did this and I messed up the graphics. Sorry about that. Uh, but Cassandra Shand, always fun to talk to you. Appreciate you finding the time on short notice. And uh, we always enjoy talking to you. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you coming back. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.